Hello. Hey. Ahoy. We're actually recording now. We are. We've been doing a lot of sitting here talking and uh, We did a podcast and... while we were not recording. So <laughs> talking about now music you get, now and you get the, so on. Uh, aftermath. We're pretty much always talking about music. I, I was just not in any way related to the podcast here today. Hello, folks, as I'm waving my hand at the camera. Um, but uh, came across a thing from Sovereign Grace Music mm. uh, called Sound Plus Doctrine. Mm-hmm. You know, like sound Doctrine. They're t- so they're talking about theologically sound music. And specifically in this uh, particular video, I only saw part of it was kids' music and how oh. you know these are the songs when we're on our deathbed. Very often we remember these songs of our childhood and mm-hmm. how many you know songs that you learned as a kid that you haven't sung in you know twenty five years right. will pop into your head still. And how this is a, a great opportunity for us to build theologically sound things in there. I thought that was that makes sense. Very cool, and really wanted to to steal that that title or at least that uh, to riff on that sound doctrine idea i, I really like that it's, is it like a series or just a one-off i'm not sure i just oh. saw it this morning and i'm like oh that is dope i we like sovereign that, grace so. music i do too and I've obviously to we've been doing a little from, bit of it here lately trying so. to steer away from others like bethel but <laughs> i won't get <laughs> yeah i mean that's and i don't know if we've talked about that in the podcast or not but a, lot, a lot of people are talking about that and, and how responsible bible teaching churches should never do hillsong mm-hmm. music or bethel music and we've done hillsong but we've music. we've had to like change words and things we like have that. a few times because it's, it's it's beautiful music right. a lot of it and, and Honestly, a lot of it is not real well suited for regular congregational use because right. it's it's radio music mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and so works well in a concert setting, works well in you know that that vibe in general. But it's tough to get um, corporate singing for a lot of it mm-hmm. without a lot of solo presentational kind of stuff, which is good in its places. Well, uh, what a beautiful name! We do that right. song and we change the. Um, the unfortunate second verse um, that speaks of the inadequacy of Christ without us, and so that God's glory in heaven is not enough without without us, and so there is a lack in God, uh, and so that's silly. Yeah, so we eliminate that. But um, why do I wear my glasses on this podcast ever? Like I feel like I'm shooting laser beams out of my eyes. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. You could probably ping, get a ping, separate ping. podcast just for that. Just a <laughs> YouTube channel. It's just for... me staring at the thing. <laughs> shooting, shooting, shooting laser, shooting laser beams. beams. I would. But, I would watch. Anyway, sorry. anyhow, as we're you know working through that, the 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 power of music is so huge, and so mm. like um, <laughs> I've been told by some folks that you know, oh, you spend too much time on the music and. Uh, because at this point, Who's I, saying that? I mostly, I mean, I'm choosing the music. Oh. Uh, mo- at this point, I do most of the choosing right. of the music, not not exclusively, but most of it. And and always have, uh, you know, a final say. I had somebody right. get really mad at me because they offered to help with choosing music and preparing it, but they didn't think that I should then contribute to that anymore. You know, oh. at that point... Hey, I've prayed about it. I've chosen it. You should go, and the pastor should just accept it. I'm like, that's never going to happen. Right. I will always have veto power on, on this if we're going to do it because it all has to work together. Mm-hmm. And so, like like Sunday, 
I love the set you guys did on Sunday, and uh, <laughs> I watched the live stream. That ten seconds of oh the live goodness, stream, was... I've watched it like twenty times. I crack up every time. So, if, for those of you who are listening, well, which nobody is knows anybody who is on the other side of right. this podcast. Uh, if you're listening and have no idea what we're talking about, uh, it, we you're everybody. We did a fantastic song from Sovereign Grace. Not from no. Sovereign Grace, from Keith and Kristen Getty. Right. They just work. I like the Sovereign. They Grace. work a lot with the Coughlins and Sovereign Grace. So anyway, um, uh, Christ our hope and life and death, which is a fantastic song. And I I did say I would use the term catechetical hymn again, and and that's something really you what got it something is. In your throat. <coughs> catechetical. Um, part of the super cut. Uh, the <laughs> and it's a terrific song. The content is fantastic. Uh, it's it's pretty easy for a congregation to sing, but there are some musical transitions in there where the where the time signature changes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's difficult for those who are playing it in the band. Our, our band hates it because I think they don't it's just, hate the it's just, song. Actually, to be fair, I think it's just me and Gabe. That <laughs> well, <laughs> based on the faces, it was primarily you and Gabe, for sure. And, uh, and Gabe doesn't even, you know, Gabe is our drummer, right. uh, and he is a... Um, He's a great drummer, by the way. He's a fantastic you know, drummer. Talent, but not, you know, like he doesn't read music. So, you know, as we're talking about it, completely, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, we're like, it goes from is, like four four to two four here. Here's the rhythm. This is a different right. rhythm. You're killing me right now. So we've Who played this, these songs. We've played this song like three times now, and the first time we did it, we totally botched it. It sounded it was rough. It sounded like an Irish drinking song. I don't like to say that um, very often, but it was rough. It was. We just totally botched it. And the second time we did it a few weeks ago, it was fine. Good. Last time, last Sunday was probably the best time we've played it. Um, but it's very comfortable. <laughs> but Rich said something. I think before we were playing, before yeah. we played it, because so I had to switch my guitar. A new classic for us. Yeah, that you we said love. a new classic for us that we love. I don't know if you go back and watch the live stream for that. But uh, Gabe, the drummer, and I'm standing there with my guitar. The second he says that, both of our heads just snap toward each other, and yeah, we're like, it was, "What?" It, so to, I didn't realize borrow, it was that obvious. To borrow your words, it was not subtle. Not subtle. So I apologize <laughs> yeah. for that. I really do like the song. I just it is a know. terrific song. It's challenging it for is. you guys to play for sure. And it, now that we have it like in our yeah. ears and in our minds, it's fine. It's just you know the memory. Yeah, for of those when of you who are so who are. Uh, readers of music it, it changes the most of the songs three four which gabe already doesn't really like right. playing in three four and then for like two measures it changes to two four and then goes back yeah. and da, 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 da. Just, so it's just enough to give you a headache just enough to irritate so, you let's talk about grace <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that the music came up is because as we're doing these these the songs that we pick on a sunday are specifically to carry forward uh the message that, right. that the sermon will be carrying out so we, we like to keep the entire um service Themed, I guess, right. is one way to say it. So, well, that, so we're driving home a singular point as we're going through. And for it. somebody like me, music has always been a huge part yeah. of my life, and I know it, it really resonates with a lot of people. I won't say more than a, a sermon, but it can no, get I think you, it, it, does. Can, it, it can get you in yeah. the the mindset for that. A sermon can go deeper, but music right. makes you feel something, right. and it sticks with you so in I a way that, that doesn't go away. The way the things that we do, like opening with a, with a couple songs, I think that 
quote unquote, opens people up to, to what we are going to, to get into that mindset, what we're going to talk about. I often thought that we should have each week for the public, I'll talk to you about this later, a playlist, not only of the songs we do, but you often ask the band throughout the week, you know, what songs have to yeah. do with this? And if we could make like a public playlist each week for Yeah, we whatever. used to do do that with the songs Sorry, that we performed, but we didn't often do it with right. other songs. That would be a great thing to do early. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Good, good call. Look for that coming uh, up. But as, you know, as we're working through that I mean we what were the four songs that we did we started Christ with Christ Hope and Life and Death yeah. and then the new Sovereign Grace one which isn't new for them but it's new for us right uh, All I called? Have is Christ right and then um, which is a terrific song I'm not gonna most of the songs. ones I, I see are from Bob Coughlin this is from Jordan Coughlin and I really liked it a lot Open Up the Heavens Open Up the Heavens was our, our opening and worship and then we song. closed with the saving one from, yes okay uh, I think it was a Starfield recording. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they wrote it or not, but anyway, so you can go back um, and listen to all those on the on the live stream. But with each of them, we, we wanted to to get to a place where we're we're singing mm-hmm. doctrine that's moving us toward this idea, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of union with Christ and what God does in Christ for us. To emphasize that, so as we uh, are working through. The book of Ephesians, we're still, we're kind of hovering here, and probably more so than we will through most of the book. We'll take a few times to, to kind of stop and dig in a little bit. Um, but we wanted to look at um, the chosen and secure last week, the, the idea of election, predestination, and assurance of salvation. Just a really quick little sermon that you did there. Right. It only lasted until Tuesday. But the uh, it was interesting because, you know, George was in the nursery. When and now he went he's in, in college. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so <laughs> anyhow, uh, but foundation. The same thing with this week. We want to, you know, with the, the in Christ sermon, because that's such a theme in Ephesians, it's such a repeated phrase. And anytime we see a repeated phrase in a scriptural passage, there's an emphasis. There's something that we, we want to see that it's giving us something related to the content, mm-hmm. and we want to be able to understand that. Uh, so as we pulled out those songs to develop that, we're, we're doing the same thing in, in the message. Before we can press forward to understand the rest of it, we want to see the the big lenses through which we want to look at the book of Ephesians. And so we see, you know, we lay out the structure and the, the big idea here of the book itself, that God is reconciling all things to himself in Christ, which is really a you know, 2 Corinthians 5 phrase, but that God's great purpose is to bring all things together uh, under his kingdom rule. In Christ, mm-hmm. that that that's the the purpose here. So everything will be under Christ and is as if it were already manifest to be manifest in the in the fullness of time, um, which sounds kind of King Jamesy, but yeah, that's what it is. When the time has fully come, uh, then God brings uh, to to observable manifest fruition what He has already set in place as a settled thing, and so. That's the overarching purpose that we see in, in, in uh, the book of Ephesians. So we're looking at our union with Christ, our unity in Christ. Because we're in Christ, that means we are united with one another. Uh, the union that comes from sound doctrine and, and uh, being an imitator of Christ causes us to have our entire life then uh, for him and in him and unified uh, with it so that we're living the, we're living who and what we actually are. So the first right. three chapters are kind of laying out what this means for us individually and primarily collectively as a church, that we are corporately 
the body of Christ, the temple of God. Uh, additionally, as stones in that building, we have been selected by God, not based on anything in ourselves, but before time began. And he set his affection on us, uh, not because we were worthy of it, but because of his own sovereign will and sovereign grace. It gives him pleasure to choose those that he has chosen. And so, and we discussed the idea that, that um, in Christ, God has chosen, appointed, adopted uh, certain individuals. We don't know who they are in advance, but God does. He has chosen certain people that he has called out, separated out, and set apart as holy. Um, we call them the church or saints. Uh, and, and on those people, God he pours out his grace. Mm -hmm. And so for the chosen, he, he demonstrates his grace. And for everyone else, he demonstrates his justice. We are all alike together objects of God's wrath, rightly deserved justice. And so the, the justice means there is absolute judgment for sin, for anything that falls short of the glory of God. We have a tendency to... You're born to, with that. Absolutely. It, it's innate to us. And we have a we tendency all, yeah. to look at it from a humanistic perspective right. that, well, good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. And really everybody is, is basically good. The Anne Frank thing. That right. People are basically good. But the Bible says, no, you're not. Any little part of you that is short of God's standard means judgment. Right. I think... Dennis, if you're listening, posted a meme last night on Facebook that was from some cartoon, and it was a note, and it said, "I'm a good person, so I'm, that's enough to get into heaven." And this little kid goes, "Wow, this is worthless." And it's true, and I mean, sure. I, that's it's it's that sounds very judgy from a human point. And me saying, "Well, you're right. a good person," that doesn't mean anything, but well, and right. I mean, and we don't like to think of that because from a divine perspective, there are no good persons. The, the, right. None of us. We're all born garbage. And, none of us you know, match God right. and, and until we are achieving perfection, and we all recognize none of us do. You don't even need a Bible to recognize none of nobody's perfect. Right. You well, can be the biggest atheist in the world and realize you're not perfect. <laughs> that which is imperfect cannot abide with the perfect. Right. So we cannot enter this uh, eternal glory with God, the eternal glory of God. Uh, in his holiness if we're not holy and we're not. So I feel like people who, who claim to be Christians can go two ways with that. One way is the right way and one way is the wrong way. The wrong way being, okay, I recognize that I'm not perfect, I'm not holy, so now what can I do to get there? What can I, how can I earn it? Right. Spoiler alert, you can't. Um, so that's the wrong way to go, but I feel like a lot of people do that. So they try. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And to me, that's very uh, uh, similar to, I'm still digging through the Old Testament on this Bible reading plan. That's very similar to a lot of things that were done in the Old Testament. You know, maybe not as extreme. I don't think you're making, you know, animal sacrifices. I hope not. But um, things like that, following all these rules, doing all the right things to the letter, doing, every, you know, whatever, to try to make yourself good enough. Hmm. Um, and obviously that's the wrong way because Epic you can't. Um, and that's frustrating when you realize that from a human perspective because I think especially in Western culture we've been taught, 
you can do anything if you work hard enough and put your mind to it and da 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 da. Right. And this is, you can't do no matter how hard you work at it. In fact, the more you work at it, I feel like the further away you're getting from letting go to where you need to be. You, Absolutely, because it becomes about you. It be, right. It becomes a self-driven thing about my goodness, my ability. Right, and the more you work on it, the more inward you're getting on, on your, you know, how important this is to you. And... Uh, and then you're you're not giving it all to God. Right. I apologize if you hear my child in the back. <laughs> he's making noises. Never so. apologize for that. That's golden. He's he's a boy that does not stop talking. That's he's going to be a communications major. He might, he might even probably, be a podcaster. I would probably warn him against that. Being a podcaster. Oh, communications major. <laughs> Learn a trade, son. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk to your customers. <laughs> Go learn HVAC. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was so. That was my point. I feel like those, there, there's two sides that you can take when you hear something like that. Either you're going to work at it and really not get anywhere, or you're going to let go. Yeah. And and it's the letting go that I feel like is so opposite of what we're taught to do and everything else. But it's what you need to do. Well, and I think there's a, a third thing that happens with it, and there's probably more than these. You know, there's probably a no, bunch of different <laughs> nuances, but but I, there's a, a third thing that I think um, we see addressed. In Philippians, when Paul says, you know, work out your salvation, is sometimes folks will, and when when we're saying Christian in this perspective, we're using the term loosely. Mm. Those who claim to be in Christ, whether they are or not, that's not really the point that we're looking at. <clears throat> but, what, but what also tends to happen is folks will be like, well, if it's all God and it's all Jesus, then who cares? Right, right. Whatever, I can do whatever no I want. I, right, no There's rules. There's one rule. I can, Put your, Put your shirt, shirt back on. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, and and so when Paul and Peter and James and Jesus uh, give us admonitions similar to you know work out your salvation, that it is what you do. Jesus says, if you love me, mm-hmm. you obey my commands. If you don't right. obey my commands, that shows where your heart is. You're not obeying so that you can earn that right. relationship, right. but because you're in that relationship, then. You, you want to do those right. things. And, and from the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're going against those things and you're in a relationship, it should pull at you. It should make you right. miserable. You don't want to do those things. You might still do them from time to time, but it eats you. And There, there and, are things in our lives that in our flesh, in ourselves, right. we are not going to want to do. Right. I don't want to say no to temptation. Right. Uh, and, you know, you can watch my eating habits and it will show. I just you told know, you that, I had a big old pooch <laughs> That's There are... There are just any number of things that in my flesh I don't want to do or right. not do. Um, but I have to go beyond that. And even apart from spiritual things, we recognize that. Personal sure. discipline, right. you know, if you're a runner and you go out and run, there are going to be lots of times that you don't want to go out and run. And so there's something greater that draws you and takes you to it. Um, if someone's chasing you with a knife, you probably are going to overcome your de- lack of desire. Probably the only time I'm going to run. But... Right, you're going to go and do that. Unless somebody puts a punchki out there and right. maybe you will. Like a horse <laughs> but <laughs> dangling a carrot for me. Sticking a carrot. But... Uh, but when we're talking about how we live our lives, and we'll see this in the second part of Ephesians, so you know I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, and you know I always spend too much time on everything. But as as we're doing this, our motivation can't be to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. We'll never, ever be capable of that, and it's not a matter of you know uh, God being. Uh, impossible to please. It's, that it's impossible for us to do anything that's going to, to 
garner his attention in a positive way. It's astonishing that he even cares about our sin. I mean, we're so small. We're so so just puny in, in the vastness of the universe. And yet God has chosen to set his affection on the human race. He created and designed us for his purpose, for his pleasure. So the fact that he even cares about our sin, it is so little. I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing like this massive tank in battle and a little kid comes up and throws a pebble at it right you know it's like the tank the the tank is not bothered it's not it's not in any way affected by this but not only that not only does he care he sent jesus (laughs) because he cares that much right that's a powerful thing it's not just like oh yeah i care about this it's like i care about this more than anything so then the motivation isn't to to try to uh avoid pain or to earn God's favor, the motivation is love. He has loved us, and now the gratitude and love that comes with that, because that's, you know, I've heard people say that, well, if you, if it's all grace and it's all God and it's not you, well, then what's your motivation for doing right? And if we take the fear element out of it, the uh, this was said to me by some Arminian friends who uh, believe that we could lose our salvation, you know, that... that if you believe that you can lose your salvation, then you're motivated to work in a way that you can't lose your salvation. Right. But how are you going to unearn something that you never earned in the first place and aren't capable of earning? Right. So there are a lot of a lot of passages in the scripture that will fill in the gaps for some of those things. If you're listening to a podcast by us or anybody else with the intent of I'm going to have all my answers, you know, now here as we're sitting here everything's going to be you know settled and and solved for me then you're sadly mistaken read the scripture do it regularly and yes listen to the podcast in fact hit subscribe you know hit you know leave leave a comment we got 10 minutes left man do do all those things you know because you know as you interact with us then then uh, hopefully that gives you at least a a place to hear some conversation about these eternal right. things. Right, because let's be honest, and for we, others can, as we well. can never cover all we want to talk about in these 30 minutes. Especially as much as we ramble. Right, so, and know. it's supposed to be a platform, a springboard of sorts to, you know, trigger more conversation. That's right. We want to help you connect the reality of God to the realities of life. And, and in that, um, it, if it creates more questions than you started out with, that's a good thing. We want to be thinking. We want to be going deep into this. And so... Back to where we started in this idea of union with Christ. <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> right. Let's, let's land the plane. Um, and now that we've taken off, let's land. <laughs> so looking at the book as a whole, God's great purpose is to bring all things together under his kingdom rule in Jesus Christ. And to that end, he displays his glory by his grace to his church in Christ. That When I say the church, I mean those that he has called out from the world, that he has set apart for himself. And we use this language all the time, but we get real nervous when we actually think through the language right. because we want it to be about us. We, we have this, this massive 90-foot gold idol that we call free will. And, and the only thing that matters is human free, free will. Willy. Well, there's that too. Um, Michael Jackson song stuck in my head for a couple weeks. <laughs> well, Sorry, I've just ruined that. Sorry. <laughs> 90s children. No, so, any, picturing the whale jumping over the Anyhow, okay. coming back to <laughs> the, the, the idol of free will, we get, we love to, you know, talk about God's sovereignty until we actually think about what that means. Mm. We need to let God be God 
all the way through. And apart from that, we have no hope. I mean, there's if the Bible is true, mm-hmm. and it is, then when the Bible says that the sinful heart, the, the mind controlled by the flesh, doesn't submit to God and can't submit to God, that's in Romans 8, then how does my free will work? This is where you know you see the reformers like Luther saying, wait a minute, my, my will... My will is bound over to sin. So I can't, I literally can't, I'm not capable of, it's not that I'm forbidden to, you know, we'll throw that double predestination idea out there that that God just won't let you do this. It's not that, it's that you start out incapable of it. Mm -hmm. You literally can't. So you've got a a, a three-year-old, three-year-old son, he's growing so fast. Uh, three-year-old son who is really growing so fast. But if I give him a basketball and a 10-foot hoop right now, no matter what he does, no matter how fast he's growing, he is incapable of dunking a basketball. Just doesn't have it in him. He can't. The only way for him to dunk the basketball is for me to grab him, for somebody taller than me actually, to grab him, hold him up, and put him where he can do that. And even that is for, iffy. For, for me, I'd have to stand on something pretty tall. But, <laughs> someone would but, have to grab you. But you it would take. Him. But it requires <laughs> right. someone that has the power to do that right. to come and, and carry you through that. The same thing is true with our salvation. We can't, but God does it for us in Christ. And everything that he does for his church, the, the, everything that he does uh, in, in giving life to us, giving because we'll see this as we go along in, in Ephesians, we are dead in our sin. So dead people don't do these things. But everything that God does to give life to his people, the choosing, the predestining, the, the adopting, the sanctifying, all of these things that, that he does, he does in Christ. Right. Which means if he's doing it in Christ... Not in me, not in my strength or my ability to, to even have faith. You know, that's, that is not how he operates. And if he did, I was, I'm doomed. Right. But because he doesn't, he does it in Christ. It doesn't leave any room for my fear, for my doubts, because it doesn't hinge on me. Mm-hmm. It hinges on him. So in looking at, at the realities uh, that God has, has laid out for us, he comes into our lives picks us up and dunks the basketball for us because we are not able to do it. So God has made us his in Christ. We talked about that in the, in the idea of the gospel that, that Jesus is everything. I mean, everything is, you know, this is probably the theme or, or one of the key themes in the book of Colossians, that Christ is supreme overall. He is central to everything. Our salvation is in Christ. So when we look at, at uh, verses like 2 Corinthians 5.21, we see that Jesus, the one who knew no sin, God made him to become sin for us. Jesus became sin on my behalf. He took all of that on himself so that he could make us the righteousness of God. That, that trade means that Jesus stood in my place so that I can stand in his place. Right. And when we do all of these things, that's the picture of baptism that, that we have. God places us in Christ. And when we see in, in Ephesians 1.3 that, uh, that God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ... What that means is that what's spiritually true of him is spiritually true of us. And then he emphasizes that by saying he chose us in Christ, that choosing, not from me, he didn't choose me based on my ability, he chose me in Christ. And 
in this choosing, he sets us apart for adoption in Christ. He does all of this in Christ. And we are then joined with Christ. We're united to him. So in this adoption, Jesus, the only begotten son, is at the same level, this is the concept of adoption here in this, in this passage, is that we have all the rights, all of the inheritance, all of the legal standing before God that Jesus has. So everything that's spiritually true of the begotten son is true of the adopted sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. We are reborn in Christ. God has, has joined us to Christ. And in John 1, we see that, that all, all those who receive him receive the right to become children of God, right. not born of a human will, not born of human of a husband's will or of human descent, but born of God. God brings this birth about in us in a supernatural way so that then we are joined with Christ and in that joining, we become one with him in spirit. That was our, our memory verse, right. 1 Corinthians uh, six seventeen. All those who are joined with him, if we're joined to Christ, then we are one with him in spirit. And we're dead before that, so in joining with Christ, then uh, that's that's our that's, that's our redemption. That's our redemption. Absolutely, it's only through that. Yeah. And but that's very hard for. And we're we're kind of kind of cutting it close here. But um, it's very and hard. We're still I ahead think, of schedule. True. Actually. It's very hard to think from a human perspective. And I, uh, yeah, I talked about this before, and I mentioned even before the podcast. I can't remember if I read a book or an article or whatever. But when God, those who are in Christ, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. That is insane to me. Like when I sit there and think about it and overthink it, um, because I do that, uh, because I'm so far from that. But then it goes back to, well, of course you're so far from that. You're a, a, you're a, you know worthless human being because you're seeing yourself (laughs) right i'm seeing myself i know who i am i know that i'm awful and so i feel so far from that but then i realize oh well here's the thing i need to let go of it's not up to me i i know who i am and i and the fact that i am redeemed of that is insane that's why paul says that we have to actually reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive to christ god has made us that right but now we got to wrap our minds around so i think maybe i should have tweaked my wording earlier there's it's not that you just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and do nothing and Mm. say oh i'm i'm saved because i it's not up to me it's not up to you if you're able to sit there and twiddle your thumbs and do nothing you're probably not right so there is an action to it Mm. there is a a, a, well you it's it's a reception you have to receive that and so there is an action to it you don't just do nothing and then say yay i'm saved um but so that working things out comes out of that love relationship right i am my mother's son Mm -hmm. i can do nothing to change that i didn't do anything to cause that i didn't choose to be born or, or conceived that was something that happened apart from my will, apart from anything I had to, to do. Um, and I don't lose that. I don't stop being my mother's son as I do other things and, and you know don't pay attention to my mother. But because I am my mother's son, because I love my mother, I want to take care of her. I want to do whatever I can to bless her in life. And so I used that example. I, I was originally thinking as we were talking about this that, you know, I, like this morning, we got a lot of snow. I did not want to go out and dig snow. My wife had to go to work. She didn't ask me to go out and, and do this, but and I'm already married to her. I don't have to earn it, right? right? We're, we're already in this for life. 
But because I love my wife, it drove me past my flesh that said, it's cold. I don't want to go out. I want to stay in here where it's toasty. Right. Uh, and so the love that I have for her drove me then to go out and act because it's the right thing to do. And we're going to have those situations in our spiritual walk where I don't. I just don't want to read the Bible right now. That's that's work. I'd rather just turn on One Calls the Heart in seven days, right? So, <laughs> Team Lucas. <laughs> so, as, as we're going through that, you know that that love is our, our motivation, and I I wanted to change that slightly because I did choose to, to marry my wife. Right. I didn't choose right. to be well, born of my mother. Right. You know. So it, the, and I think that's the a, that's picture a better illustration when you think about it that way. And, and when you say, you know, when God, uh, I think that's a very good picture, especially if we can actually make it a visual picture in our minds. When God looks at us, he sees Christ because in Christ, mm-hmm. we are Christ in right, that not sense. Not because of anything I did. Right. So the reason that he... The reason that God sees Christ when he looks at us is because he has placed us into Christ. We're union, we are united. I'm trying to get the right words out. Words are hard. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to really struggle to get through podcasting here. Uh, we are the home of professional Ooh, podcasting. We almost went. The whole day so we as we are doing this whole spirituality thing, you know, which, you know, the that's, spirituality that's the, thing. I mean, those, that's the language right. we use now, right. right? We don't want to talk about Christianity. It's spirituality. Well, there's more to it than being vaguely spiritual. The, the only thing that saves us is not our morality or our goodness or the label on our church or what good, awesome, professional podcasts we listen to. What saves us is being united to Christ by God's grace, His doing, how do we know that we're elect? Because you, if you are elect, then you will choose to follow him by faith. You're not elect because of that. But if you are elect, that is what you will do. No one is elect who does not come to Christ. Here's a, here's a question. If you're, at, I, at this point in the podcast, here, we have here's questions. A, here's, a, here's a really long question okay. that I need you to think about. All right. Um, we should have talked about this last week. Maybe we did, and I just didn't pick up on it because okay. I was in my basement. We have to start doing two or three podcasts a week. That's good with our schedules. Yeah. Um, if you are elect uh, and you're wondering that, isn't that an indicator already? If, if something is moving inside of you yeah. to say, am I, am I in Christ? Right. You wouldn't have that. If you, that desire doesn't come from right, you. right, right. That's that's the short answer. So that's yeah. good. Okay, stop there. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean that that's. I'm not saying that, that doesn't you know, mean oh, that desiring right. something is enough. Right, to actually right. I'm not saying it. that's it. But, but if you yeah. if that is stirring in you, that's not you. So take take right. that little. Your heart's too sinful right. to even do so that. So take that little seed and let it grow. So in, in, in wrapping the whole thing up in, in understanding that God does all that He does to give life to His people in Christ, then. You know, as we look through Ephesians, he's he's given us everything in Christ and these spiritual blessings. He's chosen us in Christ. He's adopted us. He's redeemed us. He's poured out grace on us. He's established his kingdom in Christ. That all of these things, he's guaranteed our future by the Holy Spirit in Christ. So if all of that is true, and that's how Paul kind of builds this case as he goes along here, then we need to understand that God has given us reason to be confident of our salvation in Christ. Mm-hmm. Because it none of this, not one part of anything he says in, in this passage or anywhere else, 
But, but specifically in this passage, there's no place that any of this has to do with me choosing God. Right. It, it's, we are saved, as we'll see uh, in, a, in a couple more weeks, we'll see in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we are saved by grace. Right. Period. We're saved by grace. Now, what is the, the means of that grace is, is the faith which is also a gift from God. So there's no room for us to think it has anything to do with our effort, right. our ability to, to trust. God gives us that faith. And that's the, the channel through which, it's the straw through which we drink this beautiful drink that he's given us. So as we take in Christ, we do that by faith. But the faith isn't the cause of the grace. Right. It's the means of the grace. That's the power of our union with Christ is that everything God does is in Christ, not in our flesh, not in our abilities. We will stop there. I hope we got the point across. <laughs> I think we did. We got some point We across. got something across. Know. Tell us what you thought of this. Um, that's what my song's about, by the way. I'll, I'll let you listen to it. All right. Um, so, yeah. Feel free to join us next week. We're back in person, so that's fun. That's always <laughs> fun for now. Until we get slowed in. somebody has a blizzard or somebody gets the Rona or whatever. Um, but we're back for now, and we hope to stay that way. Um, it's supposed to be in the 40s next week, actually. It is going to be a very muddy, it's sloppy be messy. mess. messy. That's why spring is my least favorite season, because it's mm. all just wet. We're not even there yet. I know. Uh, anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions or comments, as usual, feel free to email us at somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. You can leave us a message on Facebook or a comment on YouTube or leave us a voicemail at 269-756-RLCC. And we really do uh, value those comments. Uh, if you are listening to the audio of this podcast on Anchor or especially if you're on iTunes, since that's the big driver of a lot of these things, uh, if you can go in and just leave a, a just a rate and, and comment, give us a review there, preferably a five star. We we prefer that. Especially but, if you're from the UK. But, I just offended our whole but, UK but audience. But if you can... <laughs> so they're all not listening. We just lost our UK audience. They're all on lockdown but, but right if now. You, if, you're, <laughs> if you're able to do that, that, that really helps drive the algorithms. And so then uh, more, more people, people get to hear, more people get to connect, and God's word goes out farther. So if you believe in what we're doing, uh, if this is... Uh, minister to you in any way, then we'd appreciate your help in ministering to others as well. Or if you're on Facebook or YouTube, share the share the the videos. Absolutely, yeah. uh, that's another great way. That, you know, more algorithms. I, the internet. We have more, uh, and I know some of it is because we have. <laughs> I'm trying not to say this in an offensive way, but we have a lot of folks who will watch. Um, through YouTube that maybe are are new to YouTube and new to watching these things. Older people that uh, are coming in. There you go. Yeah, you know what's coming. <laughs> uh, the old folks. People, people my age who you know aren't so great with the interwebs and stuff. And the so internet when, machine. When we, uh, when we get in there, when you watch it on YouTube, if you could like it, subscribe, hit that notification bell, um, leave it's, a comment. Right. Every, every interaction that you have YouTube likes it. that and yeah. it will drive it. Then when you people know. are searching for something, oh, I want to find something on Ephesians, or I'm looking for something about grace, then we're more likely to come up in those searches for them. In our next class, How the Internet Works, we, <laughs> it's weird, but it's, yeah, it's it, it helps. It helps. So yeah, be sure to share away, comment away, ask questions, do whatever. Maybe one day, you were supposed to give away mugs at one point. I don't think we ever did. We didn't. Did we get a response for it? We were... We're going to give away. Does anyone want a mug? Nobody left a voice. <laughs> Does anybody want a mug? <laughs> hey, hey, man, you want a mug? 
Um, <laughs> Does anybody want a mug? That, we are indeed the home of professional podcasts. We stayed um, on just a little too long today, didn't we? <laughs> it's all the sugar coursing we, through my veins. We, we uh, almost made it. Hey, man, you want to buy a mug? Um, no, you know, because nobody left us a voicemail. That's what it was. Yes, because that was the that was the deal. We we're gonna give it away. I quit advertising to the anchor voicemail. I quit yeah. advertising that because I got angry, and now I don't think Anchor offers that anymore. Probably the because voicemail. too many people got angry. No. Anyway, don't leave us. No, you can leave us voicemail at the church, and we will. Uh, Again, that's two six nine seven five six R L C C. And we will stop there before we get any more craziness fit into this podcast today. So thank you guys we as always for listening. We just handle all the professionalism. It's just oozing out of my veins. Um, <laughs> oozing out of my veins. That's a gross visual. We're going to stop. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you're in uh, the Michigan area or I think pretty much the entire like center of the United States, be safe. Uh, I know this, the southern states are really getting blasted too and they're not used to that. So uh, be safe. Be warm. Be nice to each other. Goodbye. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent. What is that from? Bill and Ted's. Oh, bye.